And let us join our voices in this prayer. We follow your path, O God, down paths that please us and those that frighten us. In our worship this morning, help us this day to stand in solidarity with those who cry for justice and those whose views differ from our own. Give us a heart of understanding. Open our ears to new voices. Fill us with a love that flows from you and out into the world. Hold us tenderly, we pray. Amen. Scripture from the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 through 7. Jesus said to his disciples, Don't be worried. Have faith in God and have faith in me. There are many rooms in God's home. I wouldn't tell you this unless it was true. I am going there to prepare a place for each of you. After I have done this, I will come back and take you with me. There we will be together. You know the way to where I am going. Thomas said, Master, we don't even know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Without me, no one can go to God. If you had heard me, you would have known God. But from now on, you do know God, and you have seen God. Dear friends, these are frightening times. I suspect there is no one in the room that would disagree with me there, with the craziness that we experience daily in Washington, with shootings and bombings, bullying, a national leader and a former leader this week threatened to get into a schoolyard fight. We have a new ominous choice for national security advisor. We've learned about the cyber harvesting of personal information. And we all know about the attempted cyber hacking of the U.S. election. So newsflash, this is a time of great anxiety and fear. But isn't it great to have a place to come to on Sunday morning to find relief? To find some grounding again? To be with a community of like-minded people? and to find some peace in the turmoil of life, to center yourself and share your struggles, and to be with your friends. One of the things I keep hearing about Sacred Journey from regular members of this community is that over time, as this community has continued to evolve, that trust has grown and that intimacy has developed here. Here at the microphone, people offer us their stories of faith, and share their personal challenges. And at prayer time, people share their vulnerabilities and their struggles, and that invites even more vulnerability and cultivates even more closeness. And there are great gifts in that for those of us who are an ongoing part 
of this Sacred Journey circle. Sacred Journey is an evolving community of love. But this community has permeable shifting boundaries. Sally is often saying here that this group that forms today will never be again, that this group has come together for one time. So any time that we humans form a we, we have to remember that we also create a they. We inevitably exclude others. So any time a group of people forms that develops intimacy and trust, we trust, we form something of a boundary that separates us from those who aren't a part of us, even if we're not trying to do that. And that's a challenge for a group like Sacred Journey that has new people walking in the door every week. So we as a community have, have to constantly hold in tension this deep sense of community support and closeness and intimacy that we value and that we're striving for with an awareness that we have people in our midst who don't know us and don't know our patterns or our history or our ways of doing things. And these patterns run deep. Some of you have been around a long time. Bob and Suzanne Jansen married 64 years this week. Congratulations. Is it true that when you were first coming to Hennepin that you used to have to wake up really early on a Sunday morning because you had to find your saddle and then strap it on? And <laughs> and, and, and were you riding a dinosaur to church? Dan Johnson is celebrating a birthday today, and it is a monumental number. Can you count that high, Dan? Congratulations. Happy birthday. But you see what I'm doing here? I am demonstrating the easy familiarity and comfort and teasing of people among a community that know each other well and trust each other. But it can come off as insider talk, and it can make others feel like an outsider. So if you are a visitor here, or new to this community, listen. These are some of the best people that I know, I promise you. And I've been a part of some other worshiping communities. You should want to be a part of us, because I think we're the best. <laughs> and, and I bet some of the rest of you do too, or you wouldn't keep coming back every week. But those of you who have been around since the dawn of time, and all of us, really, we have to be sure that we have boundaries that are permeable and we are conscious of being inclusive and open to the constant reshaping and reforming that has to happen and actively work to fold new members into our beloved community. We need to ensure that as we move into the future that we remain receptive, that we don't exclude others or create insiders and outsiders because God knows there's already enough divisions and divisiveness in this world. Now, this story from the Gospel of John that we heard tells the story of people who are also living in very fearful times. They are living under the tyrannical rule of a distant, oppressive empire, empire but they have become followers of this remarkable, itinerant preacher and teacher and healer who has taught them a way of abundant living, a life of service and compassion, of favoring the unfavored and lifting up the marginalized and the outsiders. 
This ragtag bunch, who were originally a group of outsiders themselves, have become insiders with him. They formed a community around this man and formed a cohesive we around Jesus. And they devoted themselves to be followers of him and his way. This became their way and their truth and their life in Jesus, his message, and his path. They had great passion for this person. In Marcus Borg's book, Speaking Christian, which is our church's lectionary text for this year, Borg says that they beloved him, that it was much more than just believing in him, much more than just an intellectual assent to his message. Rather, they placed their allegiance and their trust and their whole being in this person and his way. So it's really not surprising that in their exuberance and their excitement about Jesus that they preached that this was the right way, that his was the only way. This was their life. This was the way that they knew. And this was their way of proclaiming their devotion and their commitment to this man. They thought they were right. And don't we think that we're right? In the great theological battle that goes on between Christians who are more conservative than we and we who may be further to the left. Don't we think that we're right? Don't we think that ours is the right way? Despite all of the theological battles that we humans fight and get into, I believe that there's only one way, and Jesus was in it. Jesus awakened to the sacred presence within him. He recognized himself as a divine creation, he awakened to the sacredness of his own life, and he saw that same divine presence in all forms. He looked past form even and saw how inseparable all of it is, all that we know. He saw God manifested in all of creation, and he both embodied and preached a gospel of inclusion, of justice and mercy, of compassion and love. He awakened to the great unnameable mystery, which you can call anything you want. Call it God, source, Yahweh, consciousness, the ground of our being, but it's edgeless and vast, formless love. And Jesus awakened to it and spoke of it as the way and the truth and the life. So I believe that Jesus was and is a great spiritual teacher, but so is Buddha. And so is Nidhargadatta Maharaj, and so is Pema Chodron, and so is La Chu, and so is Gandhi, and so is Martin Luther King, and so is every great spiritual teacher. And so is Betsy Barnum. You are a teacher for me, and not just because of your credentials. And <laughs> Elizabeth Bennett, you are becoming one of my favorite teachers. Thank you. And Susan Dunlop... Hi, good morning. You truly embody love for me. And I could pick out every single one of you and talk about the ways that you embody love and speak of the way and embody the way because that's what we do for each other. We are all on the same one singular path of opening to or awakening to our spiritual selves, our essence, the divine love planted within us. All of humanity and all of creation on one path in one current. One source manifested and known in many forms. 
Now, I've got a lot of confidence in the mountains and their ability to follow the way. They're very good at being grounded in the ground of being. And I'm pretty sure that the birds are going to do their part, and I think that Mr. Saposi and Mr. Jansen, who are basically best friends with the birds, would support me on that. But humanity, I have my doubts sometimes. We are going to have to have real courage to proclaim the way in a world where people treat guns as more important than other people, or treat the Second Amendment rights to guns as more important than the First Amendment rights to free speech. But like the followers of Jesus who processed into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday, we are going to have to march for our lives and continue marching, putting our whole selves, our whole being, into the way of justice and peace. We are going to have to listen to and follow our young people, We're going to have to continue to do that, who aren't so jaded, who see past the illusion of division, and who want to reclaim a world of unity and peace. We are going to have to be utterly committed to the way to speak the truth and the life to power and reach out to those who are outsiders, sharing from our plenty, building the kingdom. And we are going to have to be, always be expanding our imagination of who we are as beloved community, remembering to see the sacred presence in everything and recognizing that there really is no such thing as an other. One way, one truth, one life, many forms. One source, but embodied and expressed in infinite forms. There is a lot to be done, and we are the ones that are going to have to do it. It's on us, all of us.